You are listening to Gabriel and Lee at the Crossroads. All righty. So you were just mentioning some numbers since um, COVID-19. Could you read those again real quick? I forgot what they were. Uh, they were listed as HIV AIDS in the 300,000 range. Abortion is like 9 million. Um, Wait, in terms of what's the time frame? Oh, hold on. Let me go back and get the full details here. Yeah, because we don't want to be spreading that fake news. Fake news. You know what I'm saying? It's it's just so funny how how uh, how that term just became so mainstream and almost as though everyone was like ready for it. <laughs> it just became something that yeah, right. just rolls right off right right off the tongue. So this is what um, this is according to WorldMeters.info. I don't know who that is, but it's named from January first through March 25th, 2020, the number of deaths for coronavirus is at 21,000. It's obviously, like, what, a week ago? Yeah. This is for worldwide, uh, US, right? Worldwide. Worldwide, worldwide. yeah. Uh, seasonal flu, 113,000. Malaria, 228,000. Suicides, 249,000. Traffic fatalities, 313,000. HIV AIDS, 390,000. Alcohol-related deaths, 581,000. Deaths by smoking, 1.1 million. Cancer, 1.9 million. Hunger, 2.3 million. And abortion, 9.9 million. Whoa. There's a lot of things killing us, basically. <laughs> Coronavirus is, is on the list, but it's not, it's not even in the top five. Yeah. So, okay, in light of that, how, so in light of that, and then thinking about the discussions we've, we've been having in Bible study about uh, God's Sabbath and God's rest, rather God's rest in, um, to keep, you know, keep the Sabbath holy, but also this idea of reboot, the rebooting with um, economies and all the different um what is it? Routines that we've established, all the different systems that are established. How do you think? Okay, so that's interesting because then if we bring in the discussion we were having with Elise over text, is that um, how does it go again? That um, God brings, that God uses the weak. Let me get it exactly right. It's. I think, okay, this is going to be a long-winded. It's not going to be that long, actually. Hmm. I'm, not, I'm, I'm not finding it. Oh. This is such, this is such a drag. Um, wow. Hmm. Well, I guess we'll just have to start all over. You want the the actual Bible verse, right? Oh, I got it now. Okay, so it's First Corinthians chapter one, verses twenty six to twenty nine. This is the NASB version. For consider your calling, brethren, that there were 
not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to shame the things which are strong and the base things of the world and the despised. God has chosen the things that are that are not so that he may nullify the things that are so that no man may boast before before God. So in oh, this is my connection. How about that? So in, in, in light of that, the COVID-19 deaths are, are a lot smaller versus all these other ones, right? Cancer, suicide, abortion. So because it is considered, let's say it's a base, right? Or weaker, it's, it's smaller in comparison to these other um, means of death, of mortality. Do you see that being God's way of showing us that this very, almost in a sense, insignificant amoral virus is able to bring down economies and uh, production and travel and all these all these things that we've taken for granted. Do you think it's God's way of showing us this verse, among other things, of course? But does that seem the case yeah. for you? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely um, it's also a means of showing us. Well, for one, how vulnerable we are, but I think it's also showing us that, yeah, like something that perhaps we didn't take into consideration before, um, something that was unknown, which makes sense why we, why we're so afraid, right? We think like it's the fear of the unknown. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I don't know what you heard on the news or, or talking points from certain shows or what have you, but yeah, a lot of it, it's funny. A lot of it is like, oh, one day it's, it's not, it's not, it's not transmitted, you know, through, through uh, airborne molecules or particles. And then the next day it's like, oh yeah, it is. And then the next day it's like, oh, it only, it can only live on, on certain metal surfaces for, you know, a couple days or so. And then it's like, you hear something else, like it only lasts three hours on copper for, for some reason. So I think it's maybe that's some of it that's adding to the fear of, of like you say, like it, it's something so small, but the fact that we can't totally make sense of it yet, like mm -hmm. we can with these other diseases. Um, I think that it's, it's brand new, right? This is totally, this is a, a new disease. That's a, part of the definition of a pandemic that it's a new disease and it's one that spreads very quickly. So yeah, totally. I think it's just another, like you said, another reminder of us that even something so small, what are they calling it? They're calling it the the unseen enemy or the unseen war or something to that effect. Yeah. But yeah, we're, we're totally seeing how how vulnerable we are, how vulnerable governments are, how vulnerable, like you said, economies are. It's uh, it's in these instances for me. So I'm looking at Jeremiah 17, uh, chapter 17, verses 9 to 10. NASB says, The heart is more deceitful than all else and is desperately sick. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, search the heart. I test the mind, even to give to each man according to his ways, 
according to the results of his deeds. So I think that and the reason why I bring that up is because in parallel with what's happening and with this pandemic, you we were talking about earlier before we started that the media has shown, has been showing, I think, for a very long time. I think ever since Trump's pre- presidency, you know, it was in, in, it was kind of kept under wraps in a sense, but now it's kind of like, boom, full blown in your face, you know, happening every day pretty much. So I think what this verse tells me in light of this is that we begin to see according to the results of his deeds. So we're starting to see, you know, media. So it's so, okay. So the way I think about it is like media conglomerates, you know, these are big um, businesses that operate based off of, um, advertisers right so they need this funding to be able to pay all their workers so obviously they need to make sure that they have enough viewers tuning into their um, shows and you know there's a whole ecosystem that that's around this right so it isn't necessarily that they're looking it isn't it isn't necessarily that they are operating under journalistic principles because once you factor in the monetary aspect of it then you begin to lose your values if you will your your journalistic principles and there's a reason why independent um, journalists are becoming more and more mainstream if you will but all that to say is where do you see this verse in, in light of what you see happening with media do you think do you think it's 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 showing that the heart, let's say, the heart of media is very sick and deceitful, desperately wicked? Yeah, desperately wicked, or desperately sick. Sorry. I'm just gonna look for that verse really quick. Okay. Was it First Corinthians what seven? Oh, this one was uh, Jeremiah 17, verses 9 to 10. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm maybe, uh, what is it called? Stretching, what is it called? Going beyond getting in front of my feet, is that how you say it? I don't know. I wrote it down, and I just thought. Okay, hmm. okay, so we, okay so we know like you were describing the media and what I, what I heard when you were saying all that was something that came to mind were like clickbait, mm. right? And clickbait are doing this for views. And the other one was, like you said, the principles are gone because now it's about running a business. It's not necessarily about having that journalistic integrity. It's not about reporting the news. It's about, well, we're going to tell you what's going on, but we're going to tell you with a spin. Mm-hmm. We're going to, with a certain perspective, so to speak, because we're trying to, we're trying to drive home certain facts or certain ideas that don't paint the whole picture because they don't want us to have the full picture. They don't want us to think for ourselves. Um, 
yeah. It's I don't know if you saw the there's clips online. I'm sure you, you might have seen it, but there's a a newsreel, a news clip of I guess it's like an emergency room or an intensive mm-hmm. care unit in Italy. Yeah. It was on CBS, I believe. And then they they re-ran it, the same clip. I think it was NBC or ABC re-ran it, and they were playing it as though this was a hospital in New York. Yep. So, I mean, I, I know people could have fabricated that, but, like, they're identical for, like, the first, like, eight to nine seconds, and then it changes, like, to a different clip. But I'm like, what? I mean, that's pretty... That's pretty telling. Yeah. It's the like same why, thing that happened, know? right? That happened with, uh, what was that? The Iran, when all that was going on, the way that mm-hmm. they used as the, 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 the bullets, like stuff was like firing out to the U S bases, but it was like, uh, a, a footage for something from something else. I forget exactly what, but Kentucky or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's sad to say, but yeah, we really do have to take the news with a grain of salt, so to speak, and kind of have to cooperate with another news outlet or, like you said, independent journalists, and then like make a really make up your own mind. Like, who, no matter the source at this point, right? Like, no matter what side of the aisle um, you agree with, like at this point, it's like. It's just not even, it's not even helpful. It's not even like useful, mm-hmm. I feel. I guess they're just reporting on the news, but it's like, it's always, it always goes back to the same thing. And like, like there's a saying I saw on a post that said, um, stop making me defend Trump. And it's like, I don't even like Trump. I didn't vote for him. And because of the narrative, because of what I'm hearing, because of what he says and how it's spun, it's like, you know, for people that are independent um, voters or what have you, they're just, you know, for them, it's like, okay, you have a point, but let me just, let me just include what else is going on mm-hmm. that you might not have heard of or, or what have you. No, yeah, it's, I think it's sad, like, because it is just driving up fear, right? It is just driving up, like, Anxiety. I mean, it's sad to say, but I mean, how else would I mean, how else would you classify that? You know, they really are. It does seem like they really are dragging a fear. Like I mentioned, like now it's before it was. Oh, it might be a hundred thousand deaths in the U.S. Now it's at two hundred thousand, and you know, now in L.A. it might be like some you know crazy figure per day. You know, come April twentieth, which I mean. I get it, right? It's still possible. Those numbers, you know, I'm, a, I'm a assuming, I'm hoping that that's some kind of an expert's expertise from somebody that is a, a, a epidemiologist or some kind of a doctor. With the, <laughs> you'd hope, somebody, you would hope it's somebody with a medical background making that that type of assessment. But at the same time, I'm like, like I told you. I told others too. I'm like, the timeline just doesn't add up for me. Yep. It's so like, right, real quick about, about um, to highlight that point. 
So currently, as we sit today, um, what are we, Tuesday, March 31st, 2020, right? Currently where we sit, we are at, in the U.S., at 189,035 confirmed. Uh, of those, 3,900 have passed. And then they have 7,096 that have uh, recovered. Mm-hmm. So almost about half, right? Just under half right now that you have a, what is it? Almost twice as likelihood or how, do, how would you say this? You're twice as, you're, om- you're almost as twice as likely to, to recover basically. Yeah. So yeah, you mentioned the timeline. What's that timeline that they're talking about? Just the, yeah, that come April 27th, that for as far as for California or, or the LA area, that that should be when it peaks for us as far as the number of deaths. They're, they're saying something, if I'm getting my numbers wrong, but something around 120 something odd deaths. 120 to 130 deaths a day in LA. So that would that would start April 27th. Right. Gotcha. And and the factors behind that would be the ventilators. Well, well that would play a factor. That would be a lack of ventilator, yeah. And I think that's what I'm saying though and then as far as the math, the math is concerned. So that means that the majority of people are still two weeks away from contagion, being contaminated or being exposed. Yeah, yeah. Because if if we go push out from today, so it's one, two, three. Yeah, it's about four weeks until that April twenty seventh. So yeah, that would mean the next two weeks that when most people would be exposed. How does that how does that make any sense? If we're already we're already at the stay at home orders, because it happened like you said, it happened before Saint Saint Patrick's Day. It was that Rose, March like around that like that week, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like March eleventh, March twelfth, twelfth, um, when they suggested that stay at home the fifteen days. So. We're coming up on the 15 days, and then Trump just recently extended that to the end of April. So if everyone was following these protocols or these um, guidelines, and then you had California and you had New York and then California go statewide, mm-hmm. and then in between that time there was some county guidelines, but I mean, it's hard to say, right? It's hard to say why that's the case. Does it make sense? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And then now too, I, I know I sent, I sent you and Michelle some of the news that people are speculating about China that 21 million of their phone subscribers are missing or they're no longer using their phone. Mm-hmm. That those subscribers have been lost since January. Mm-hmm. So again, it's like, okay, how do you make sense of that? They yeah they looked at was it like from January to till this month they compared the numbers to last year's January to March of uh, right. 
of of uh, users, cell phone users, and the, because of course they're going to know because it's a uh, state run, so they're keeping track of all that. So makes sense they would know. So the yeah. twenty one, so twenty one million. It doesn't really say why or where or what happened. It's just like this is what it is. Twenty one million people. Twenty one million. Because. Yeah, because I mean, can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Oh, because uh, I mean, maybe I heard it wrong, but from what I remember, from what I remember hearing, they only quarantined Wuhan, right? Yes, I think so. I yeah. don't remember any. I don't remember hearing anything that they. They sealed off Hong Kong, that they sealed off Shanghai, that they sealed off Beijing. I don't remember hearing anything like that. Mm-hmm. I don't either. So it's like, you're telling me that they, they stomped it out right away in Wuhan and it didn't spread to other Chinese cities or provinces? Like, that doesn't make any sense. That's interesting. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember seeing anything about that. I I mean, again, Wuhan is is 13 million population. Wow, really? Yeah, that's that's more than New York. Jeez Louise. Yeah, and and that was like for me anyway. If that was the first, if that's where it first broke out, wouldn't you think they would be hit the hardest out of all the cities in the world? It would be a lot more because right now what they're saying, they're saying it's like they have like 90,000 infected and then I forget how many deaths, but it should be a lot. I mean, we don't want it to be a lot more, but it should. No, of course not. Because, but, but their numbers are what? 87,000 confirmed cases, Mm -hmm. but the death rate is like at three, maybe 5,000. Yeah. Somewhere around there. Like five or six. That doesn't make that doesn't make any sense. The most populated country in the world only has 5,000 deaths. I don't know. And there was, a, there was a lag. I mean, as far as we know, there was a lag, right? Because there was whistleblowers and whatnot, of the doctors and the journalists, citizen journalists, journalists that were out there trying to um, whistleblow it. But for whatever reason, it, we never really got much details. I mean, I did, I know I showed you all, you and Elisel, that article about how they found the, they were able to originate or was it find the origin that it was created in an unsecure lab near Wuhan. Yeah. Which a lot of, I mean, a lot of people already knew that, but now they're saying this is actually true. See, I, I don't know, man. To and me, then all just, the conspirators, conspiracy theorists, that, they're like, yeah. But that, but you see what I'm saying though. The the timeline doesn't add up. The, I guess like they're calling it the world meters or the world, um, tracking. The COVID, the co coronavirus tracker. Like none of this makes any sense. Some people are saying this is kind of like that new 9-11 
it's a it's a way for them to start stripping our uh, liberties, more yeah, rights. liberties, more yeah. rights, just to start ho- like um, yeah, being a little bit more tyrannical, I guess you could say. But it's all conspiracy theory at this point. I don't know, man. It's weird. Yeah, I, I, mean, I feel like now I'm like tripping, like really tripping out. Really, <laughs> I, I haven't been thinking That's what about I'm it. Saying, Okay. I mean that but you get my point though, that it just when you start looking at the numbers, it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. I guess I don't want to think about it, man. <laughs> just wanted to ignore the truth. Okay, like let me ask you, can we trust who? Who? Um what's on second? I who's on I mean, first? Yeah, who's on first? Well, I don't know if you saw that recent video of of um, the head guy or whatever. He got interviewed via Skype call, like we are on, and video chat. And they asked about um, something about like how did how did China how did China like how would you basically describe how China went about to to flatten the curve or how how did how did they handle this? And basically, he just didn't want to address the question and then hung up i don't know if you saw that it was like he just, didn't want, he just refused to answer the question yeah just, right. he's like i don't i don't i didn't hear that question and then he hung up and then they uh, called back I, I, I don't remember that question yeah basically <laughs> what yeah he hung up and they called him back and he's like we already, we already talked about it like we could talk about other things i'm like and then it was like on the tweet my twitter feed like multiple people commenting, commenting, like, "Hey, what the heck is this? Like, what the heck is this about?" And then you saw, you see, like in New York, the health minister, I think, is the title, or whoever it is, their health person, the mm-hmm. um, basically saying, "Like, oh, we're gonna be fine. Like, go out, like, you know, live your live your normal life." And then now we're seeing some of the numbers we're seeing, and of course they have to you know, change course and and then there's criticisms on how the World World Health Organization handled it and uh, the way that China didn't share information. So there's just a lot of different things that are happening. And of course in the US specifically the timeline timeline that we had, what it was like the whole month of January where you were dealing with the um, what is that called? With um Was that called World War Three with Iran? We, we, yeah, well, there was that. There was that, right? And then there was the um, they're trying to get rid of Trump. Oh, the uh, impeachment hearing. Impe- impeachment hearing. So that was happening. So there was at least the entire month of January. You know, who knows what was going on that whole time? It must have already been here in the, in, in the U.S. We were distracted. Still a little distracted, you know. I'm sure it was here in the U.S. already. There's no way it, it could not have been. And if you think about it, on on the back end of it, if you go into December, if if we were finding, if they were finding out about it in in December, that means they would have had been infected prior to that. So there's at least a lapse of of time right there. So more than likely, they would, must have like spread it rather quickly. I would imagine, right? If it's easily transmittable. Then yeah. there's there's a good chance that people were infected there, traveled, and then it 
was already in other places by January, late December. There's no way it wasn't. And then I saw a video that um, when Trump did his uh, address, uh, State of the Union, he talked about the Wuhan virus in that address. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting. And then Pelosi. She ripped the, the <laughs> she ripped the, what's it called? The, the speech, right? That's what it was. <laughs> okay, so, okay, going back, look, I'm on the, I'm on the, what is this? Coronavirus situation dashboard. Okay. <laughs> okay. Put them on right now. That's what I was looking for. So uh, the U.S. currently, the U.S. cases are at one hundred forty thousand. Italy one hundred one, Spain eighty five thousand, China eighty two. So I don't know, man. Because then I'm, like, you can actually like move this around, and it it does it by the provinces. If you want, you can screen share it. Oh, okay. Right. We're high tech here, bro. <laughs> what we do here at Gibberly at the Crossroads. Oh yeah, by the way, we're at we're at, we're at the Crossroads of Gibberly. Wasn't sure if you knew that yet. Still, we're still here, man. I don't know why we haven't left. Okay. So you see that? Oh, look at that! This is high tech. For for those who are listening on either iTunes podcast or Spotify, we're looking at um, Corona disease situation dashboard, which you can find. Um, you can either go to Drudge Report or where did you find this one at? This was uh, CDC's website. So there's a CDC website, cdc.gov. All I did was type in. Oh, like you just searched C it in. CDC coronavirus. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Go ahead and Google that CDC coronavirus and you'll see that. I'm sure people already know, but just want to. So, yeah, you see that right like, there. I don't know, man. Is this like, how am I supposed to believe this? Like, okay, that's where it broke out, right? So, we're looking 000. at um, uh, provinces, regions in China, right? And it says yeah. Hubei or something like that. Hubei. 67,800. That's, that's, where, that's where Wuhan is located. Oh, okay. I believe. Yeah, 67,000. You said there's 13 million residences in there? People there. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe even more depending on travel, right? Visitors and whatnot. Could you zoom into the Chinese map? Wow. Can you, I was going to say, can you zoom into Chinese? To China? <laughs> I just, we just recorded that. It's okay. Let's see. Okay. So we're zooming in here. So China. It doesn't even give you like specifics into it. It's okay. No. That's interesting. So I, what I was wondering is like, what is the closest province region to Wuhan. Maybe we can open up uh, Google Maps real quick. Google, Google Maps? Hey, Jamie, pull it up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Do you play Jamie okay. right now? Young Jamie, pull it up. Yo, Young James. He is absolutely beast, though. I'm surprised yeah, he's, he's not an a engineer for others. I mean, he's probably busy enough. Could be. Yeah, he probably is busy. Oh, he's going to search China. Oh, I'm going to assume that you remember the names of the other provinces. That's why. Hubei. H-U-B-E-I. H-U-B-E-I, yep. Oh, no, no, it's going slow. Mm -hmm. Wow. You got to get that. You got to get that 5G network. Oh, here we go. Okay. We don't even know if we're saying it right. Oh, my gosh. There's Wuhan. Oh, that is, it's within Wuhan. Wuhan. That's that's their province or state, right? We can assume that that's how they classify it. So, let's see. What would be the next... Oh, okay, so Hubei is like, yeah, like the state, and then Wuhan's their city. Guangdong? It's just no. Don't say it like that. How would you say it? I don't know. I don't know how to say it. Uh, uh, I'm trying to say it phonetically, that's all. I don't okay, see it on I here. Get you. Let me send back out. What are we looking for? The one I just said that you started laughing at. <laughs> I don't remember how you said it though. Oh man. Guangdong. <laughs> you laugh. There's so much dirt here at the crossroads. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's what happens uh, when you're me at the crossroads. Okay, well, where's Beijing from this place? Beijing's like up here somewhere. I remember from the from the Olympics. Oh, okay. So insightful. <laughs> Dang, South Korea is right, right here. There. See, look, it's up here somewhere. Oh yeah, right there. Oh, and TJ's right there. <laughs> <laughs> TJ's right here. <laughs> it's always to the south. <laughs> it's right there. It's south of. Beijing. So I mean, I... so again, really like. If we just look at the the rate of people getting contaminated in like places like the U.S., Italy, even I guess Germany's up there too now. Like China's numbers don't add up, right? Based on like like I said, if if Wuhan has 13 million people, I mean I don't know what the figures are for like Beijing, Hong Kong, but I'm assuming they're somewhat similar. Shanghai, like. Similar or um, somewhere close to it, as far as population is concerned. It's gotta be. It's gotta be something. Gotta be some something behind it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well. Whoa. This is Beijing. I just wanted to see if it gave me like a quick uh, quick info on their population size. No. I don't know. Just I just tell people, yeah, I just want to ask questions. Like why 
like is what they're saying like is it true like is this really what's going on i mean this number is a lot 754 worldwide you think it's too much too many Mm, well if we're going through my train of thought as far as china lying about it it would be more oh okay like we should be in the millions with china basically oh wait a minute this is giving me something else now oh no i thought i was going to open up more more oh yeah if you go down to where it says um on that list you can go to the right uh-huh. Oh, right here? Uh-huh. And if you this could... is only showing me China. Oh. Here, let me let me let me let me go on, on mine. Okay. I have a special one. It's basically the same, but I'm able to see screen. Share, share, screen, share. Can you see? Yeah. Oh, that's a different one. Yeah, this is a different one. So here I go to admin. Here's confirmed cases by province, state, dependency in the US. Confirmed cases by US county. And back to the regular one. So county, uh, you see here, New York, Westchester. I don't know what that means. Nassau, Nassau, Suffolk, Cook, Illinois, Wayne, Michigan, unassigned New Jersey, whatever that means. LA County has got 3,000. So here you're able to break it down a little bit further. But overall in the US, I mean, California, 8,000. So Los Angeles almost has half of all of them in the U.S. It's quite a bit. So yeah, here and then, let's see if I can move it up. You can see daily increases here. So we hit a high today. Yeah, 75,000 new. We went down the last two days slightly but and it's, and the mo- and most of it has to do with uh testing testing yeah ability to test and again if you look at this um especially if you look at just the u.s so here in the u.s what is it um let's go back so you go to u.s you have 189,000 confirmed right gosh u.s looks sick there you go it's mainly over here too, on the East Coast. Right. I mean, Midwest, I guess you could say. Would it be considered Mid-East or Midwest? Midwest. To the East. So if you look at that, okay. Now you look at here, you have total death. I mean, this is still 3,900 people. So we're not, we're not going to deny that's a big number, but, um, but also you have 7,000 that have recovered. So that's, again, almost twice as much. Yeah. And then if you go to Italy, you have more that have recovered. It's not 
good amount more, but still more. Spain, more people have recovered. China, more people have recovered. Well, we so don't like, know. Look, look at look at China's numbers, though. Yeah, they only have three thousand deaths. Italy has twelve thousand. Yeah, how do we have more deaths than China? There's no way that's real. It can't be. Nope. Let me just look at. Hold on. Let me just. Oh, okay. This is crazy. I never noticed this. You see this? Yeah. How do they have this, and then all of a sudden, boom, boom, and then flat? I, I, oh, I, never, I never noticed this. So here in Spain, they just skyrocket, and it's been consistent. Italy, they just been bombarded. Here in the U.S., it's just been the last since what right here, March eighteenth, last two weeks. That's really been the bump. That's interesting. I've never seen this before, actually. Sorry, I'm fascinated. No, I'm just, that's what I'm saying. Like, that I'm just questioning, like, you know, why is it just China's numbers just look weird compared to everybody else's? How many, I mean, China has, is like one of the most populated countries, right? What's number one? It's going to be surpassed by India within the next 10 years, I believe. Crazy how we can project out so far. When I, yeah, from what I remember hearing. So there's Wuhan right there. Yeah, there's no way they kept it under wraps that well. And then Hong Kong, just, little little mighty Hong Kong. I'm just curious, man. No, oh, I mean it definitely makes sense to question it. It's funny because now I haven't heard anyone talk about how in um, what is it called when they say in in the in the most uh, what is it called industrialized states countries I haven't heard any discussion about industrialized countries handling the pandemic because it's most of the industrialized countries that are leading the the confirmed cases U.S. It's Italy first, Spain it's the first world problem. Yeah, it is. It definitely is. Okay, so so I looked up uh, some of the figures for China, their demographics, and it says main cities by population in China. Shanghai has 22 million people. Jesus. Beijing has 11 million. Tianjin has 11 million. Why are you laughing? I'm not laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I was You're laughing in my head. Guangzhou has 11 million. Shenzhen, 10. Wuhan is at nine. They're, most of these cities are like... Millions. In the millions, yeah. Like They have a... Hold on. They have at least 18 cities with 5 million people or more. That's, yeah, that's crazy. So, at other top, I'm trying to see here. Their top 66 cities have at least 1 million people. That's, and then you said, how many, saying, like, how many cell phone users disappeared? 21. 
Okay, could you imagine? Let's just let's just sit on this for a second. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? I think you could. That legitimately 21 million people have passed, have died in China. Could you, Lee, say yes? I think that could have happened. Yes, that could have happened. 21 million. It's quite possible. I mean, I don't know. It's just. Okay, okay. Now, the other question is. It's just is, staggering. Look, look, look at this. 23 million, or 22, 11, 11, 11, 10, 9. So they could, easy 21 million people died in total in China. But there's no way of really knowing how close and uh, how close to proximity, or what is it? How close they are to each other. Yeah. But it's still a lot of people. Okay, now the question is, when did they dis- how did they decide to stop uh, basically reporting out numbers? How did, how did they decide, let's stop at 82,000? That's the question. Well, I, I think it just lines up with them trying to downplay the whole thing for the longest time. And then you had uh, Who, right? The, the minister of Who, the head official of Who saying, Back in January, that it wasn't it wasn't tra- it wasn't transmitted person to person at the beginning, so, right? Right. So I mean, yeah, I think at some point somebody said, "Well, let's just keep acting like the numbers were trending the way they were when it looked okay, and we contained it. You know, we stomped it, and so now, you know, we're we're out of the we're out of it basically." Do you think China owns who? That's what some people are speculating that who gave them too much credit and not enough. Uh, they weren't giving them, a, a, um, they're giving them too much slack, but they weren't giving them enough criticism on how they handled it and questioning, well, why did you say this in your original report back in December, January? It's a mess. I mean, for all we know, like, this is just a new disease that's out there. It's the same way we have the flu, the same way, you know. Well, that's what they call it, right? A novel, novel coronavirus. It's just a new coronavirus. It's in the family of coronavirus. Yeah. And there's a reason why you see in uh, a bottle or what do you call it? Container of Clorox wipes that you see coronavirus disinfects. Human coronavirus. Human coronavirus, right. Which is a weird name if it comes from animals. Corona. I don't know. I mean, it means means crown, but I think the origin comes from the the corona of the sun. The light from the sun, like the certain ring around it, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Hmm. Man, I have been sleepy lately. Oh yeah. It's been so hard for me to get up in the morning. I get sleepy at night and then like 
sleep fine, you know, through the night, 10 o'clock, but in the morning, it's just rough. It's, it's kind of late to have a coffee. It's already 8.30, but... So, uh, I was going to ask, have you adjusted to your new schedule, working from home? Uh, I think so. Yeah. It's It's just a little... Like you feel like you're stretched thin because you don't have access, accessibility to your colleagues to the point where you can't just walk up and ask them a question or, you know, you're not, you don't have accessibility to your drives as easily. Um, You know, it's just that in-person contact that makes a huge difference to a lot of the work that we do. Hmm. But I mean, I'm not going to lie. I do enjoy working from home. I don't have to dress up. I can wear jeans and socks and, you know, make calls and use a computer and listen to music. You know, it's like way more relaxing. I wouldn't mind being, uh, you know, have like a home office or something. Yeah. Because you're still going to work, right? Yeah, I'm still going to work. But I wonder if that's going to be the new norm as far as like 50% of the workforce is going to be at home after this. It's funny because I thought about this as not necessarily as like a business idea necessarily. Did I say necessary twice? No. No. Oh. But if if it's the case that more businesses are willing to allow their employees to work from home, you know, maybe they stagger the schedule like three times out of the week and work from home or whatever they decide, right? Whatever whatever that looks like. I'm 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 what I'm seeing Maybe, you know, I live at a, I live in an apartment complex or, you know, let's, let's, you know, you look at an apartment complex, you can look at homes, you know, you, a lot of times people will build out their own home offices or they'll build out a home gym or whatever the case is, right? What I can imagine seeing when, whenever a new house is built or like when they're renovating an old house is to uh, basically like built in like an office working office. Yeah. Like a working office. So like you would actually install printers, install whatever, you know, whatever is needed to actually make it into an office, you know, fax machine, fax machine, shredders, all those different things, you know, like I could just imagine that being like, instead of, um, you know, rent a center, it's, you know, build an office. Or something like that. Yeah, and you actually. Or Ikea has, Ikea has a new line. A pottery barn has a new line of home office like essentials or whatever. Oh, there you go. They're already ahead of the curve. I guess we can't make ruins. Okay, so with that in mind, with the idea that let's say after this, let's say fifty percent of the workforce comes back. Well, out of the people that are working from home, there's a new trend you know, to cut the cost of overhead or what have you, 50% of the workforce stays at home working from home, right? Um, if that's the case, then does that lead into the whole conspiracy theory about 5G and, and, and 5G needing to be tested, 5G needing to be, you know, properly confirmed whether or not it, it works or not? Because from what we heard at work is that last week, some of our customers were reporting uh, slow internet. But um, down the pipe, we heard 
that it, it was actually a West Coast problem. It was the West Coast, the whole West Coast of the U.S. had this issue of, uh, of down speeds because there were more people online at home. Hmm. So, I don't know, again, just another conspiracy theory, just, but it's just another thought of if that's the case, then maybe this will be a, a, a shoehorn for why there's a push for 5G like all together, all throughout the map, because they're going to say, oh, well, we need, you know, stronger bandwidths. We need, you know, more people that are that have accessible, you know, internet at home. Because I know, uh, what's it? LAUSD, they said like 46,000 students or 46,000 homes of students aren't locking on to, to work from home or to have school from home. I forget what they called it exactly. Uh, they have there's like a term for it for the kids that are studying online. I don't know. There was a term for it. Sorry, but they said a, no. The kids there's the forty six thousand homes or forty six thousand kids that aren't logging online to participate in school with their teachers. Classes, yeah, I mean, yeah. That's another thing too, right? I mean, you would hope that the libraries would be, well, except for right now, but, you know, libraries could be a space for some of these students and all that, but. Well, I know, who was it? I heard somebody on the news today, I think it was Spectrum, saying that they're trying to open up more public hotspots for people. Mm -hmm. That's smart, like yeah. That's in, the, that's in the works, I guess. Well, there's that. There's these uh, co-working spaces, right? Like we work and um, field work and this work and that work. Have you heard of all these space spaces? Like co-working spaces. Have you heard of them? Sounds familiar. I know. I've been to one in Fullerton called Field Work. They have one in Fullerton and Costa Mesa, and then there's the big one we work. But apparently, they're they're um, they're losing money. So, uh, um, what is it? WeWork used to own Meetup. You familiar with Meetup? So, Meetup basically is a, a platform for you to create a meeting space. So, let's say for Reconnect um, as an example. So, Reconnect can create a Meetup profile and basically say we're hosting meetings at address from this time to this time, and this is what we're going to do. So people can can sign up and basically show up, it's, you know, and meet up, you know, literally. But it's the whole point is to be able to meet up with others that are interested in a specific topic, genre, or what have you, hobby. That are strangers. Like a that sounds with strangers. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. That is. I don't know why I thought of like internet ca internet cafes from back in the day. Yeah, I know they're, they're probably still out there, but at least you know, for some. So yeah, uh, there, but. we uh, we work used to own Meetup, but then Meetup got bought up by some other company. I had gotten the email. Google. <laughs> probably. So it just goes to show how how in dire financial situation we work is in. Now there's a lot of places that, that are a lot of yeah, especially now. So 
who knows what the what's on the other side of all this, but I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of good things. I'm hoping there's gonna be a lot of good things that come out of this. We'll see. We'll find I'm out. I'm assuming that um oh, go ahead. No, is this is there a lag? A little bit, but now it got better. What you were saying? Oh no, I was just making fun of how people talk. What was I gonna say? Uh, oh, I wonder if this will also. Speaking of people working from home, I wonder if this is also gonna push for um, more online learning. Remember how Peterson was trying to start that that website? What was it called? Um, I don't think he ever had a name for it. But you remember what I'm talking about, right? His idea to have online university online universities uh, and have it accredited and yeah yeah i mean i i'll say it and and youtube can take the idea and make it happen why don't you just create youtube university because it's not a real university like prager u isn't a real university you just have to ask samantha b oh that's right <laughs> unacceptable he's a great people i don't know i like the guy I know him. We know him very well. We, we get along. <laughs> That's what I would do. If I was out, huh? Yeah, the Did Samantha V. you see v. that video? Yeah. Uh. Samantha V. Just stop. It's funny because I was watching uh, Louder or Crowder, and he was basically saying that all of these late-night shows are now becoming they're, – they're having to become YouTubers, so they're, they're doing their shows at home. And <laughs> – and it's like just this, <laughs> the quality of their work is so bad that he's just like, what are you guys doing? You're, you get paid $10 million a year and you, you can't even buy a, a quick, you know, microphone and, and a good camera and lights. Like, legit camera. I, yeah, legit, like yeah. It, you could spend like, I don't know, $20,000 and that's probably nothing. You know, between that, you can get a good camera, you can get lights, you can get sound, you can get the editing system. You just have someone... Um, you know, show you the ropes real quick. It's not hard as far as like what I can see, as long as you have the money to pay for it. Like, or is it, I was going to say, is it more glaring now that um, content is key for them? So now like the fact that they don't have really good studio quality lighting, you know, audio editing, what have you. So now, so now that because they don't have that, they don't have that um, flashiness, I guess you could say like the content really, it the, really stands the, out. <laughs> the Wizard of Oz act is you see behind the curtain now and you see the real Oz. Yeah. Is, are the real wizard or is it who is he a wizard or is he is it the city Oz? He was the city was Oz, but he was a wizard. Yeah. Got it. Wizard of Oz. Yes, yes, yes. The guy behind the curtain. Mm -hmm. Like Frankenstein. Frankenstein is the actual um, creator of the monster. No. Well, he, yeah, he created a monster, Frankenstein's monster, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. I mean, I, I feel like that's, it's, it's funny because I feel like that's why I've gotten so into this like YouTube world where, you know, you have Canons and Sonys and full frames and DSL, DSLRs and how do you get your sound? Um, all this, like, uh, actually I, what I, what was I, uh, 
what I was able to do is get 90 days uh, a free trial, a 90 day free trial for Final Cut Pro, which is Apple product. We're able to like take, so I, I got my GoPro, right? So I was able to take, I'm able to take videos. Uh, and basically what you do is you take the video. If you, if you record it in flat, meaning it doesn't um, already have color on the video itself. So you, you upload it to Final Cut Pro. And then what you do is what it's, what it's called color grading. So you actually add the color in yourself. It, it's pulling all the, I don't know what you would say. Like it's pulling the data from what you're recording. It's just not adding color to it. So you actually are able to like bring out the color. So it's like kind of gray looking, flat looking. And then you do gray scale. Yeah, you do these little touches, and then boom, there's a you could change the mood, the temperature, all these different things to make it look a certain way and give a certain um, style to it. So I don't know why I brought that up, but I just I just think it's interesting. You know, if you look at it, like we were we were saying like big production, right? You have all these writers and producers and all these different things when you literally just have a guy for the most part, he just puts a camera and a light and then he dumps it into a program, does this thing, you know, and then puts it up and then gets a million views. And it's maybe like him and like two, three other people that are working on this. Way to go. Joe Rogan. You would, you would make, yeah, they would make it a lot, uh, well, for one thing, a lot easier, right? You mm-hmm. would imagine. Um, somebody said that too. That somebody was making, somebody was making fun that now with the quarantine or the stay-at-home orders, there's going to be a lot more podcasts out there. A lot more, like you said, YouTubers podcasts. So it's yeah. almost like it's almost like the way. Going back to real quick to Samantha B and the other late-night hosts, it's almost gone to the point where it's like it's so watered down that. You can, if you want to, you can become your own late night host. And, yeah. And I mean, that's what, what's do, his name did. Actually produce what it is that you want instead of just going out, going based on, you know, what's already out there. It's the same argument that we were making earlier about media and journalism. You have independent yeah. journalists that are coming out and, you know, bringing, bringing news and they're doing it the the way they want to do it, like Daily Wire, Ben Shapiro, you know, you have him creating uh, his own media production. My, my my wife, my wife is definitely a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't believe, guys, that if you think about the constitutional rights of the, the American Constitution, the way it was built in 1996, and then if you look at the constitutional rights, and this is the, uh, and then it's just like, whoa, dude, slow down. Have you seen the video of him taking the political compass test? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had to like fast forward. <laughs> I was like, this is too much. He had, a, he had an answer for everything. He gets nerded out by the question. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that dude is like, I don't get it. I don't know how you can do it. But you got to respect them for his intellectual humility. <sighs> anything else good sir anything else in your mind there might be but this is a 
totally new. So I think, I don't know how you feel, but this is like different and weird. So I'm still getting used to this whole video conferencing. Yeah. You know what I'm starting to call it? Zoom, Zoom and Doom. Okay, let's call it this is the Zoom and Doom. People call it uh, cabin fever. Some people call it being stir crazy, but I call it Zoom and Doom. Zoom and Doom. That's a good episode title. Thank you. That's always it was Zoom. The titles? Yeah. No, because because yeah, Zoom is the is the avenue, but Doom was how our audio was set up at the beginning of this. It's hard. Not pointing names or pointing names. I'm not pointing fingers at names. I'm not pointing name. I'm not pointing names at the. I'm not pointing names, man. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I do. I don't point those names. Yeah. No. Um. Just trying to get back to what we were talking about in the beginning about the small. The small bringing down the mighty, right? Mm-hmm. The, the, the weak, the base. What was the one that I mentioned today? The 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 foolish things being used to bring down the wise, the lofty things, the mighty things, the wise. So, so yeah, like I'm, I'm sure somebody else mentioned it in our conversations, but how I was saying like this is this pandemic feels like a first world problem. Not that third world countries aren't going to feel the effects of it, but like you were saying, because um, these big cities, these big countries, these economic hubs, right? Uh, that That's where you're seeing it. You're seeing in China, you're seeing it in New York, like you said, in, in Europe. Um, yeah, I just think it's interesting that like we're being brought down to their level. You know, like, I don't know how how hard this hits for the homeless, but in a lot of ways, I feel like, oh, like they're, they're going to feel this, but they're not going to feel this the way we are. Yeah. Like we're being brought down so many, so many levels that for them, it's like, I never have to worry about, you know, buying, buying uh, water bottles or hand sanitizer or anything like that. Like for them, it's just, you know, it's just another day. Like, it's weird. It's weird how this is all working out. And like I said, how some are feeling it more than others, but like that's, that's for me, that's glaring. It's glaring how um, the many are feeling what the few, right? The lowly feel all the time. Mm-hmm. So true. It is so true. I forget what that what the one verse was when we talked about the other day. Um, gosh, I can't remember. I think it was on Sunday. We, we were talking about it. Um, dang it. I can't remember. But it has to do with those who are um, most affected by it, right? It's, it's those who are, uh, how do you say it? Impoverished, I guess. Um I can't find the right word for this, but basically like those who are greatly impacted by it are, or potentially right. Are those who are impoverished. Um, at least I said at this time, 
especially for our most vulnerable citizens. So I mean, that's what we keep hearing. Yeah, that's what we keep hearing, right? The most vulnerable, uh, those with pre-existing conditions, the elderly, the what is it? Compromised immune system. There's a fancier way to say that. <laughs> I don't know. Auto autoimmune compromise or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So, what do you think? What's your what's your projection? How long is this thing going to last? As far as stay at home and people freaking out, and um, they pushed it back to the end of April, right? The federal yeah, government. The, the federal government pushed it back. What are we in? About to hit April first. I'm. I'm hoping. That something happens by Easter. I don't know. I got in, it got into my head that if if things can get back online by by Easter, because I think about the significance of Easter being uh, the celebration of, of Jesus' resurrection. Passover. Oh, Passover! I was like, did it go over your head? <laughs> yeah, Passover. Well, technically, death death came over and over the head of the household over the household i don't know i'm trying to connect it to what you just said oh that's interesting no, that's a good way yeah so i'm hoping something like something happens on easter i what I'm, is what i'm hoping easter weekend or easter day something miraculous or the so, or even the week before the sunday before the week before the palm sunday when jesus came into jerusalem and they were proclaiming him as king so that was that weekend before? That week before? Sunday, yeah. Week before, yeah. So I think, yeah, if, if we look at scriptural uh, reference, if we reference the scriptures, I want to say in the next, you know, that week with Palm Sunday and then move from forward from there. You know, I sent you and Elisa uh, that Pew Research report that said more people, more than half of the U.S., um, what is it? U.S. Adults. Adults, U.S. adults um, are are praying for the end of the coronavirus. So there's definitely a little bit uh, of a spiritual awakening happening in a sense. Uh, who, yeah. know, who, knows, who knows how long that's going to happen? But then you add in the fact that, um, you know, larger mega churches aren't able to to have um, in-person services, which, which uh, drastically or dramatically or um, impacts their, you know, funding essentially, or their operations. Cause they have the full, you know, show, uh, that happens. I don't want to call it show, but production. And, you know, you, you have maybe some more of that personal, I think, um, Grace's sister, uh, Sarah mentioned a more, um, personal relationship with God. There is a, a, a better or a more poignant point where, I don't even know if I'm using the right word, poignant. There's a more dramatic push for the individual person to develop this relationship versus it being done within a, a church building, if you will, a facility. So there's this, there's this upbringing or not upbringing, but this 
revisiting of of establishing the tabernacle of of establishing the dwelling place of God. So to me, if if I look at it that way, I, I want to say that's what a what I'm seeing, but I'm more so what I'm hoping happens, you know, kind of beneath the surface as things start to play out. So my hope honestly is that something happens prior to the end of, of April to get the economy back open, to have businesses open, to have something of, of a, of a counteract, uh, some sort of remedy to the virus itself. I know they were looking at um, drugs used with to um, on malaria and things like that. So I don't know. It's hard to say. And 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 you know, there's a lot of uh, a lot of different things happening with the media and government, politics, and you know, private public partnerships and community uh, efforts happening, and and the way that businesses are giving money back and investing or you know, uh, just different things like that that are happening. Work from home strategies, or um, just how we how we look at life. You know, how do we live our life out? What what is it that we want to look at? Um, you know, we bring in the scriptures of of the building of cities and advancing technology, and how that's always ended up hurting us worse than being out with nature and and God's creation just all these different things that are out there. I think there's a lot to pull and and to meditate on. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of change going on. There's a lot of mostly, I want to say mostly good change from what, what I'm hearing. A lot more people are saying people are being in public. People are being more considerate. People are being nicer to each other. Um, But even, yeah, when I think of, what you're saying with the church, it does seem ready for a revival, right? I don't know if you saw before we got on here that uh, Idaho Idaho uh, experienced an earthquake. Oh. I don't know if you saw, I think around 6.30 or so. But um, it's just interesting. It's like, well, now it sounds like that's like a once a week type of deal now. The week before it was Utah and then, or was it? The one offshore of Russia. There was another oh. one in Nevada too. But if you're reading the Bible, right? Like, like how some some news are claiming that um, Bibles are are the Bible sales have been have been increasing. That means that you know more people are being in tune with Scripture and they're seeing that what the end times are showing or what it's gonna. Clue us in is by earthquakes, by pestilences, and it's like, well, yeah, I mean, that makes <laughs> that makes sense. Like, like Grace and I were talking about it, and we're just like, how is it that, like, being at California, right? Every year, it's about four or uh, brush fires, right? Every summer, or like out in the Gulf of Mexico or in the Atlantic they see hurricane season right once a year or like tornado there's tornado alley. So it's just interesting that like, this is the new normal for a lot of people in the country. Like there's mm-hmm. always something, some kind of natural disaster around the corner. Now we're seeing, we're seeing the, the effects of a pandemic 
and it's like well, what is what does all this mean like what is, what are what is the message that is trying to come across to us and if we, people could connect that with scripture and see that scripture is cluing us in you know it is saying like these things will happen towards the end times like in the season like that's the season of the end times basically yeah no that's coming we don't know what that timeline of a season is right so this is hard to say you know when when where we are in that so only god knows that's for sure yep it's sad man we can't even celebrate april fools properly tomorrow oh no you imagine like you can't i I forgot about that you can't be like oh you're gonna see stuff you think so oh people are gonna be i don't know what it's gonna be but you just watch people are gonna do some crazy dumb stuff what if China's like, this is like a South Park episode and China's like, ah, oh, April Fool's, there's not really a pandemic. It's just a regular <laughs> flu. Just pumped it out a little bit more. Yeah. I don't know, but it's going to be something. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think it's, it's an easy, it's an easy one to predict because, you know, there's all kinds of crazy people out there, so... We're going to see something. Yeah, we'll, we'll see something. I'll send you, once we're out, I'll send you a, maybe I already sent it, but a tweet about what's going on in Oakland right now. Oh, I saw something that they're you doing like donuts and stuff and there's like crowds of people out there. Yeah. And the police department, the I don't know if it was a chief or one of the, the higher ups said, we're just going to leave it alone. Like, just let them do what they're doing. Like, we're not going to listen to us anyway. We don't want to put our officers at risk. So, contamination. I don't know. What is seen as bad is good, and what is good is bad, right? I forgot how you say it. Those who call are all yeah. good. Yeah. There you go. All right, sir. This is a zoom and doom. Zoom and doom. Get ready. Get ready, cause you're up. No, I'm not gonna say. <laughs> I'm not gonna serenade the listeners with my beautiful voice. It's not that beautiful. <laughs> I promise you. Well, listen, Lee. As always, it's a pleasure. I don't know why I did this. That's the new way to say hello and goodbye, cause we can't shake hands anymore. Okay, so when you say hello, you go like this, okay? Right hand. When you say goodbye, left hand. Hey, you never know. I might start a trend. Okay, hello, goodbye. And this is, <laughs> nope. No, not, not you. <laughs> nope. <laughs> this is like, a, go that way. Leave me alone. Go I don't away. know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, everyone Lee at the crossroads. Zoom and doom. We'll be back. Let's hope. No, we will. We'll be back next week. And uh, we'll do this all over again. Something new, though. We won't do the whole episode again. You know what I mean.
Unacceptable. You know, you know, you know what I'm talking about. You know, you get it, you get it. All right, sir. all right. You have a good rest of your night, and uh, we'll see everyone next week. Hasta luego. You are listening to Gabriel and Lee at the Crossroads.